Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, one hit obliterator. There's no joke here. We just think it sounds cool. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, joined as always by my co-host, uh, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. We've got these uh, Champions Amiibo, or I guess just Breath of the Wild Amiibo. I mean, they are all the champions. It's it's the 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 four um, champions of, of the various races, plus the Link Archer Amiibo and the uh, Zelda Amiibo. So, you know, the, the six that would have confronted Ganondorf, or Ganon, I suppose, um, back in the day. A hundred years ago? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think a hundred. Yeah. A hundred? Because there's, there's also something that happened in this game like 10,000 years ago. <laughs> I think it's just a hundred. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we have him in like standing in a circle and we were making him do improv warm-ups. Yep, because so. that's the only thing that we can think of when people <laughs> would stand in a circle. I think that's it. Yeah, right? square dance? Oh, I don't, I don't think. I don't. Do you stand in a circle in a square dance? Yeah. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. Yeah. Well, at some point, we, you we have know. to, right? <laughs> I guess. Um, did I uh, uh, read recently that square dancing is a part of um, school curriculums as part of like a uh, racist ploy yeah, to I further like the sort of like Southern genteel whatever culture yeah. and like get rid of other kinds of dancing. It's why it's like the official dance of so many states. Wh- yeah, which is also a crazy thing. Why do we have official dances? A, and B, why are they all lame? <laughs> like, n- does any state have a cool state dance? If your state has a cool state dance, please write into us, Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. And don't write in square dancing because, sorry to break it to you. Yeah, sorry Not to break cool. it to you. Not cool and racist. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, other things that you can um, email to Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. Oh, at gmail.com. <laughs> um, look, we are still running our uh, Sonic Forces borrowing program, uh, whereby I send you my copy of Sonic Forces. You play it for as long as you want and then send it back to me. It's been a big success. It's been a big success. At least two people have gotten a hold of this game by now. Uh, could be more by the time you're, you're hearing this episode. Um, and it's, you know, people are getting a chance to play this game and then say, oh, there's no reason I should spend any money on it. <laughs> it's the holiday season. Yeah. In the spirit of giving, Patrick yeah. is giving his copy of Sonic Forces. Right. And I assume that it'll come back to me. I've got a lot of faith. Uh, in in our listeners, yeah, you know, put it out there to the universe, and uh, you yeah, know, the universe will make sure your copy of Sonic Forces finds its way home. Yeah, and look, if you've got like a kid or something that wants to play a game that's like stupid and that you don't have to worry about it being like the game might be too violent for kids, but it's not racist. It is not racist. Yeah, so if you would let your kid square dance, there you go. Uh, then you should at least let them play Sonic Forces. It's only fair if uh uh if. Sonic Forces is the uh, state Sonic game of your state. Please write to us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Um, Mark, what would you say is California's state Sonic the Hedgehog game? Mm. Which Sonic the Hedgehog game do you think sums up the spirit of California best? <laughs> 
Sonic and Knuckles? <laughs> yeah, that that actually was is what I was going to say. That is what I was going to say. I, I have no way to justify that. No, but it feels right to it me. It feels right to me, yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, actually, I'd like to hear any of these. If anyone wants to write in with what, what they think there or tweet at us, we are at Nincart Society. Uh, what is your state's uh, official Sonic game? Or throw it into review in Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, appreciate all of that stuff. It helps us out a ton. Um, we are going to be talking about the uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild uh, Champions Ballad DLC. Uh, Mark, let's just get into it. All right, Champions Ballad DLC launched uh, about two weeks ago at this point. Uh, we both had uh, more of an opportunity to get into it. Last time we talked, I believe you had just started it. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I hadn't even turned it on. Yeah, yet. so I was failing miserably. Um, just kind of like up front, we... I don't know. It's one of those things where I don't know if there's really like spoilers to be had but there are you know like story moments that we will be talking about a little mm-hmm. bit and uh i but i'm not going to go into specifics about like the end game or like the end boss or anything like that sure but i mean um, we we, we yeah. will we will kind of be talking freely so like if, yeah. if you want to go in like totally totally blind to what the champion's ballad um experience is like then you know, stop listening. Yeah, come back to this after you've played it. Right, right. But you know, we'll, we'll try to be sensitive to like to I, a reasonable it, degree. I don't know. Yeah, you know? this is this is kind of our standard spoiler warning where we're like, uh, we're probably going to give spoilers and we're not going to stress out too much about it. Yeah. Um. So, so just FYI. Yeah, just FYI. Okay. So overall, uh, broad strokes. Yeah, you feeling good about it? How? how yeah. You know, so is it meeting your expectations? What mm-hmm. were you expecting when you heard that it was story DLC versus what it actually delivers? Because for me, mm-hmm. not what I was expecting. Sure. So the idea that Breath of the Wild could have story DLC is in and of itself a little misleading, right? Um, the the fact that it's like it's really a lot more uh uh like specific challenges that the that the game lays out for you and giving you um different reasons to explore parts of the map either again or for the first time um and then kind of just like sprinkling in cutscenes here and there to sort of fill out the world is exactly what the entire rest of the game is um but i i know that uh my expectations were um you know set incorrectly by the name story dlc um which i i assume that that's probably the case for you too right yeah and i don't even know that i could necessarily like pinpoint what exactly i was expecting but i think it was more along the lines of i don't know like post-game content or you know although that doesn't really make sense given the way that breath of the wild handles uh how you get back into the world after calamity ganon is defeated right um and so, yeah, I think, like, once, and taking into consideration that this is basically, like, a $10 deal. Sure, if, if you're counting you it know. as half of the, um, the like, full $20 season, season pass right. thing, yeah. Uh, then I think they delivered, you know, like, a reasonable value, if that's how you want to, like, yeah. look at it. 
but it definitely was different what I was ex- than what I was expecting. Not bad, just different. Um, let's just uh, quick throw this up against the um master master trials, trials uh DLC. Wh- which do you think is the is the better piece of, of oh, DLC? Oh, uh, definitely this one. Yeah, not that there's anything wrong with the master trials. Um, but I I definitely found this more engaging. If for no other reason that it has more shrines, mm-hmm. which are you know, and interesting shrines. Yeah. Especially the first four that you do. Yeah. The, I, I thought were really mm-hmm. fun, like remixes. A- and they like count as shrines. Um, they, the, the first, the first four shrines. So should we just like walk through what like each phase of this thing is? Sure. Or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, the, uh, j- just like the, the, in the previous pack, there are, um, uh, pieces of armor that are just sort of like littered throughout, um, and you can set them as, uh, you know, little side quests that you go and find a book that gives away the locations of these new pieces of armor, and then you can seek them out. Um, that, that kind of thing was present in, in the first DLC pack. It's, it's back here. Um, with some, did, did you hunt any of these down? No, I was actually kind of burned on the Master Trials ones where yeah. they're aesthetically cool, but outside of the Korok mask, don't really have any in new or interesting application yeah they can't be upgraded they can't be upgraded and their defense is so low like so low they're they're usually like one or three or something like that um yeah i i grabbed a a couple of them just because i wanted that uh wind waker um like the blue shirt um i wanted that um and i also wanted the the hat of the merchant from um link between worlds uh which first of all has a defense of two instead of one um but also it looks stupid which i really like uh and it increases the the speed of your sideways climbing only <laughs> it's like a rabbit type yeah thing, yeah right? yeah. It's, yeah it's it's a uh, yeah it's a uh, is is the character's name like rovio or something yeah like that? yes yeah it's, does, it's that character does the mask make a sound effect is there like a sound effect associated with it i thought i saw something on like a video or something where somebody's i don't running around and i don't know if i've heard a noise okay yeah um but uh and i it, yeah i could be wrong um and you know there's there's like a a, a zant mask um from uh twilight princess and uh, a a couple other things um but yeah th- those are mostly novelties right um the like main chunk of this is uh it starts with you being summoned back to the uh, shrine of resurrection shrine of resurrection that's correct um and th- this only triggers after you've beaten all four divine beast that's right um and at first it seems like a tangential like relationship um to that because you you go back to the to the shrine of resurrection and there's this weapon i think we discussed it uh briefly on a on a previous episode but it is um a weird like four-pronged trident battle axe thing um that uh the damage it deals is infinity it shows you the infinity sign, right? Where like you're trading it for a stick or whatever, and it goes it goes from two to infinity, um, and uh, it also sucks all of your health away. So you've got a, a quarter of a heart, and you um, you kill anything with one hit, yes, and you will but you will die mm-hmm. from one hit by anything, anything. Lizard spits on you, you're dead. <laughs> you fall a little bit too far, you're, you're dead. dead, right? Um, and but. It only deals that infinity damage twice before there's like a uh, a it needs, recharge. It needs period. to recharge. Yeah. yeah. So uh, at at first when when I got like the kind of the gist of that, I was like, oh, this sounds like it's not going to be a lot of fun. 
But then I realized it doesn't touch your arrows, your bow and arrows at all. So I was like, okay, before I do this, I'm just going to load up. I'm going to go to um, uh, Terrytown and load up on arrows. Um, and I did, um, which made the sort of uh, task that it sets you with afterwards way like manageable, basically. Uh, I don't know how I would have done it without a plethora of arrows. Yeah, like I talked about last week, my... Uh... I this was me booting up Breath of the Wild after a long period of right. not playing it. Right. And so the first task was basically don't get hit by anything. Right. And oh, did I fail at that oh, over boy. and over and oh, over. Oh boy. <laughs> so bad. Well, and especially because it's not just like it's not just don't get hit, but you are it explicitly makes you fight things. So the 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 task that you have to do, it's all it all takes place on the Great Plateau. Um, there are four enemy encampments and you need to get into each of them, uh, and kill everything there. And that reveals a new, uh, a new shrine, um, for you to conquer when you've beaten all four shrines, then you can move on to the next thing. And the new shrines look like the old shrines, but wearing like a ha hat. Yeah. They got like a, they got like a new hat. <laughs> These new shrines, uh, they got a new hat. Real tall hat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and some of these, uh. The encounters are never like super difficult, but there are some of those like white moblins, you know, or like the silver bokoblins. Or... Oh yeah, and that's when you're like, oh, I'm saving my yep. uh, one kill hits with this. Also, there was one where it was like on top of a hill, and I thought I had cleared everything out, but the shrine hadn't appeared, so I was like walking around, and all of a sudden it's like, oh no, there's a guardian. yeah yeah Uh, so yes um i think two of them have guardians nearby and one of them i know you don't have to like you can let sleep and it doesn't like count oh okay um that that's the one that's uh over by all the lizalfos yeah the, the lizard guys um the the one that gave me the most trouble that one was tough um and just kind of the way it was set up or maybe the way i was approaching it um like i I thought it would be easy to just like throw a a barrel down there and blow them up but then like they move too fast yeah the lasalfos are really fast yeah which sometimes makes it difficult if one like sneaks up on you yeah and especially if you're trying to because to this point i just been like i'm like here's my secret weapon everything gets bomb arrows (laughs) bomb arrows bomb arrows bomb arrows and when they're when lasalfos are like zigging around and if they get close to you, then your bomb arrows, hey, guess what? You have a quarter of a heart. You're going to die. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that one was difficult. Um, also, climbing up to the, uh, like the snowy part, um, I did, like, r- I cheesed that one so hard. Like, I got up on a high peak and just sort of, like, sniped down for a while while the uh, moblins were like, where's that coming oh, from? Oh, yeah, me too. Was it, did you get on that peak where uh, that, like, outcropping? Where there were some uh, of the ice. Yes, the ice bat. bats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I think that's, like, I can see where keys it wants, yes, ice keys, yeah. um, where it wants you to, like, go around and, like, approach the camp it's that like, way. It's nah. like, nah. Nah, bro. Nah. <laughs> I, I'm just going to, like, throw I'm bombs good. down there. I'm Slowly whittle away <laughs> at, the, at the enemy health here. Uh, yeah, so you, you clear out these camps, and then you uh, get access to the new shrines. Uh, Mark, you mentioned that you uh, you like the new shrines. Yeah, these were, uh, I think, because there are more shrines later. Yes. There's, what, 12, 16 total yeah, new I shrines? Yeah, I guess 16 new shrines, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, 16 or 17. And there, 
they're all interesting, you know, um, but these first four are really cool remixes of, like, taking the mechanics that we've seen in other shrines mm-hmm. and making them new. And yeah. they, like, add new elements. Like, there's one shrine that it's all about darkness. Yeah, and there are, like, uh, like la- lasers that yeah. you have to, like, you know, kind of Mission Impossible your way. Mission Impossible is not the right reference here. What do I want to... Thomas Crown affair where they're like diving oh, over. Oh yeah, or what was that one with uh, uh, Sean Connery and Catherine Zeta-Jones? Entrapment. Entrapment. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, <laughs> they were entrapmenting their way. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, it's so entrapmenty. <laughs> the entrapmentness uh, of it all. Ooh, it's so entrappy. Um, yeah, that was a super fun one where it was it, it was all dark and just like they, they're tough too, uh, and you you retain this like you die in one hit. Oh yeah, there was. There's one where it's all about spikes. Yep. And you, that one you have to get through all in one go. Yes. It keeps resetting you. Yeah. And uh, that one was frustrating, but like in a fun way. It had uh the same. I I've seen the same difficulty curve in uh Mario Odyssey. Like a lot of these like little courses that you find yourself in, where the first time you do it, you're like. I have no idea how I'm ever going to do this. And then 10 minutes later, you're like, I'm so close to being able to do it. And then, you know, another 10 or five minutes later, you're like breezing through it and it feels good, you know, like, like you are learning a new skill and really mastering it. So in that way, like the new, I guess really just in general, the Champions Ballad for me, the new content, the shrines, Mm -hmm. the new divine beast at the end, the final boss, that was all great because it was like new and interesting and different um like i don't know the bosses at the end of each individual champion's yeah. quest where well, you're like it's you, another like ganon yeah. and you just have different uh, like you have limited resources yeah so let's, that let's, i could like let's whatever. talk a little bit about about that part then um so uh when when you get through when you get through all of uh the, this stuff with the one hit obliterator um, then you can finally put this weapon down and leave the the great plateau um, and you're tasked with uh, experiencing the um, the trials that the individual champions experienced a hundred years ago to become the you know champions of whatever their, their race is Ooh, right now I'm thinking is it a thousand years I don't know I think it's a hundred years some multiple of ten I think it's a hundred as well here's the thing I we there are characters alive in Hyrule today that uh, knew these champions before they died. Yeah, and I'm fine going out on a limb and being like, "Yeah, Prince Sidon is a is a hundred years old. <laughs> Prince Sidon is a thousand years old. Looking good for a thousand. Looking great for a thousand. Looking pretty good for a hundred, if I'm <laughs> honest." Um, but so yeah, so you uh, this is in classic um Breath of the Wild uh fashion. You can approach these in whatever order uh, you want to, uh, or n- not at all. I suppose it's a video game. You can play it or not play it. <laughs> um, so, uh, Mark, you you knocked out all all four of these. Uh huh. Um, I have only gotten through two at at the moment. Um, how did you decide what order you were going to tackle these guys in? Um, I don't know. That's actually a good question. I I I, I went to um. 
what is her name? Urbosa. Urbosa. So I went to Urbo- Urbosa's first because I think it was geographically closest. Sure, you headed to the desert. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then uh, I went for... Ravali? Ravali's because I like Ravali's Gale. Mm-hmm. So, and... Uh, well, yeah. So a- after after you do the first one, you discover that one of the prizes from going through and doing all these trials is that you get like a leveled up version of the the champion's powers. Right. And so like the cooldown is much shorter now. Right. Yeah, right. so you can use Revali's Gale a lot more often. Mm-hmm. I love Revali's Gale when I'm traversing. Yes. Uh Hyrule. Um Urbosa's Fury comes in handy when you're fighting like the bosses and stuff. Yeah. She I, I don't know how I would have taken down the uh um the water boss, the, the yeah, water boy yeah. Ganon, um, with the, the limited resources without um, having Urbosa's Fury. And then I did Mifa. Mifa's. And then the last one I did was Daruk. Mm-hmm. And that was mostly because uh, the Goron City and that whole area is just kind of my least favorite in the game. Yeah, it's it's kind of the... It's, it's the part that feels like the least alive to me, and I'm not really sure why that is. Uh, other than like it's in a volcano, so my my brain is just like there's nothing living. Here. Yeah, well, and it is just kind of visually less interesting than the other areas. Yeah, um, the Gorons are the I I guess I would say like the most unchanged of the yeah. races. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't know, um, but his his uh, so uh, you have to defeat you have to do like the three three trials. Mm-hmm. Uh. Each champion. Oh yeah, let's 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 talk, let's talk about like how you find these trials. So, oh yeah, like, yeah, that's interesting. Um, e- by each um, each of the divine beasts, there is a, a new little like temple thing that springs up, and there are three pillars around, uh, kind of like, like circular um, pedestal kind of thing. Um, and on each of those pillars is a like little piece of the, of the map, or, or like a it's an aerial view. It's it's not like one for one exactly um, the map as, as you have when you push select or minus whatever the buttons are who knows um and uh there's a a little dot on there and you have to like kind of figure out where that is on your map and go seek it out um so this is first of all the only time that breath of the wild does this kind of thing right where it it shows you like an approximation of the map and you have to like decode it on your own um how did you feel about those i i thought it was fine yeah. Um especially cuz they're all kind of in the same geographic location. Yeah, sure. Like all of Urbosa's stuff is in the desert. Um also you there are other clues to go along with it. Yes. And if these Sorry. clues mm-hmm. come from uh a ballad. Right. So Cass is hanging out at all of these uh all of these like weird uh monument things and he is singing a a, a new a new song about each each of the champions. Um, that he is supposed to be completing, uh, and I guess you're helping him complete them, or yeah, or it's like he, f- uh, once you've completed the trials, he's l- like, oh, now I feel inspired to like write the verse for this song. Sure, because he sees you reenact the trials. That yeah, they, and they so write. Cass is trying the kind of the whole like framing device is that Cass is trying to complete a song that his, um, yeah, his like, mentor, yeah, yeah, his like mentor left unfinished. Yes, and as you complete this, he feels in. He like gets inspiration, right? To so, complete a verse about each champion. So for each champion, there are you know three three trials that you have to do. Um, you get these little map clues, and then you also get little chunks of lyric um, from Cass that uh, you know are 
I don't want to call them like riddles necessarily. Like sometimes they're where it's like uh, catching rings in the desert or well, something. Well, especially after you learn the pattern that all three are going to basically be the same thing for each champion. It's like mm. there's going to be the blue rings that you have to like race through in right. a certain amount of time. There's going to be an enemy, a specific enemy that you have to kill mm-hmm. in that area. And then like the third one kind of is kind of a crapshoot. Yeah, kind of a crapshoot. Usually it has you interacting with the world in some way and you might need to like go to the location that is indicated and talk to somebody to kind of like figure out exactly what you're supposed to do. Right. So those like kind of context sensitive ones or like uh, region specific ones were my favorite because that felt the most like I was revisiting an, an area of the world that I knew, like uh, going to the desert and um, having to go back into the Yiga clan's hideout. Um, to Yeah. That was so much fun. And also like going back there and being powered up enough where I'm like, I can fight these guys if I need to. And then I do when I die. <laughs> um, but like there, there's something very cool about like revisiting that or um, like I'm working my way through the, the Rivali trials right now. And one of them is uh, you've got to like shoot the horns of it's, it says the fire dragon, um, which is uh, Denal. Um, and like, I love hunting dragons in, in breath of the wild. Like, uh harvesting dragon pieces is it's fun for me there's i i get a rush every time i see one of the dragons flying around in the sky and then it's just like it's go time um and it's just fun to be able to like i have that knowledge set of like this is where the dragon comes he comes you know between like one o'clock and three o'clock in the morning uh he doesn't come every night here's a good place to wait for him um and so it's just like, oh, like falling back into like old tricks, old patterns to like accomplish something new or like accomplish something old, but with like a new twist on it was really exciting to me. I really, really like that kind of stuff. And then once you do these trials, a new um, shrine appears yeah. for each one. Mm-hmm. So each uh, champion has three shrines and the shrines are all, you know, kind of like thematically uh based around like the different champion. So, yeah. you know, like uh Daruks are all they all involve fire. Um Rivalis, you know, all in- involves like air. Right. And there's like a lot of water in, in the Mifa ones. Yeah, so yeah, a lot of, like exactly. freezy stuff. Um I, I found the uh like the puzzle elements in these to be like Maybe I'm just misremembering um, my original experience with uh, the shrines, but the puzzles were harder. Yeah, I agree. Me. Like they they take a little bit more, really teasing out like how to use your and you're like, geez, what what powers do I use in this one and like what's the best way? There's one uh, in the the Mifa trial where um, there's uh, like a, a circuit board kind of along the wall that is uh, missing a. a you know, just a couple like connection points, and there are some blocks that are magnetic blocks that you can like move over there. Um, but and uh, there's water as well. Um, and the you can't go in the water, you get shocked unless you're wearing your shock armor, then you're okay. Um, but like there were a couple times doing that where I was like, what am I supposed to do? Um, like getting really close to being stumped and then like having those kind of like aha moments. Um, 
I really liked having those. Yeah. Yeah. They feel appropriately challenging, especially because if you're playing mm-hmm. this, you've probably put a lot of time into this game. Yeah. And so, um, you know, and not all of them are that difficult. Sure. Not all. Uh, some of them are just more about like physical dexterity, mm-hmm. like running through an obstacle course or, you know, just like puzzling your way through like, how do I stop these flames from killing me? Right. Using, or, like, a, men- a metal block. Right. Or, like, how do I uh, make this ball fall in, in, in the right place? Yeah. Um, what I, well, I, I haven't encountered, I guess you can tell me if there are. I didn't encounter any, like, no, I guess there is a, uh, a major test of strength, right? Which is really cool because yeah. you breeze through it, and like, the first part. Right. And you're like... Wait, hold on. Is this one of the uh, one-hit obliterator ones? Yes, yes it, it is. is. It is. You, uh, but th- that one is a great example of like how this game cut ca- or how this expansion kind of takes your expectations and then goes one step further. Right. So you go into the the room where you you know a normal uh major test of strength. There's that little like guardian guy, and you've got the one hit obliterator. So you one hit obliterate it, right? Um, and then the platform that's on becomes an elevator, and there's like a whole maze below it of like more stuff that you have to do. Um, man, it's just so like smart and cool to be like, you know, this thing you've seen a bunch of times, uh, this isn't it, you know? And, and it's not that the, the shrines for the champions are bad. It's just that it has less of that. I feel like sure. Than the, uh, but it makes up for it in kind of the challenge. Right. Well, and, uh, how like, I don't know, like everything about it is is a little bit different. Um, you know, I, I mentioned the the first uh the first four shrines are regular shrines. You get the little what are they called? The spirit orbs. Uh-huh. Um and you can trade them in and you know get another heart piece. Um or I guess it's a full heart. Um but when you are doing the the trials for the champions, they each one has their own like set of um orbs that you're collecting, and so you just cash those in to like finish up the trial. So, where the story part of the story expansion comes in... Right, we're getting there. <laughs> is that, Half hour into the episode. Is that after you have completed the trials for a specific champion, um, Ka- what is his name? Cass. 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 Is inspired to complete the verse about that champion, and after he does so, you get a memory. Right. right. Yeah, basically. They're, they're, they're memories. Oh, wait, 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 wait. But before that happens, you go... So you yes. do the three sh- shrines, you get the three emblems, and then you go back to the uh, Divine Beast for that sp- particular champion. Mm-hmm. And at that d- Divine Beast, you... You're um, pulled into a nightmare realm. Yes, yeah, uh, a memory. Yes, uh, where... So th- there are things I like about this and things I think are kind of dumb. Um, but it, it puts you uh, uh, up against the whatever blight Ganon that you fought in that Divine Beast in the first place. Uh, you know, fire for um, Daruk, water for Mipha, and so on. Um, and it equips you with, uh, like, kind of bare minimum, not, not nothing, but, like, you don't have a ton of, uh, of options at, at your disposal. Yeah, just, like, a one or two weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one specific armor and maybe a shield and maybe a bow with a handful of arrows. So here's the thing that I think is really cool about it is that I think this is the game and I wish they would have just gone the extra mile, but, uh, this is the game approximating 
what the champions would have had when they battled. Yeah, that's the idea behind it. Because like at, 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 when you're uh, when you're fighting, um, you know, Mifas, you're wearing the Zora armor and you're carrying, you know, her like trident and and stuff like that. It would have been cool if they were just like you're playing as this character. Totally, man, that would have been so dope. Um, even just for those those single battles, um, which you know the the battles aren't super great the first time you fight them anyway like um one of the bigger letdowns of breath of the wild is these these boss battles right um and so having to fight them again you know leaves a little bit to be desired I and think. limiting your resources doesn't necessarily make it more fun right and i mean that that speaks to one of the things that uh i personally found frustrating about the uh master trials dlc is that you keep being put in scenarios where you don't have all of your resources, right? Like um, one of the things I like about Breath of the Wild is that like I keep getting more stuff and I keep getting more powerful by virtue of the things I have with me. And then when it takes away, when it takes that away, I'm just like, well, what, you know, what, what, what have I been building here when I just have to lose it all in order to have this boss fight? Um, the one thing that you do get to take with you, of course, is your your champion powers. So, like, you know, there there are some ways that uh, you're still bringing a little bit of that, like, link edge to uh, all of this. But then, for real this time, after yeah, sorry, you do the this boss fight, mm-hmm. then you get the like plus version of the champion's power, mm-hmm. and then uh, castings his like the verse about that champion and you see like your reward for doing all this is another like memory basically like a cutscene that showcases Zelda's interaction with this champion. Right. And you know Zelda's not really the the strongest character uh, in this game. Um and like I don't know her her voice acting always kind of bugs me. Uh so like I would I wish we could see more of Link's interactions with the with the champions, um, but I, I like the champions well enough, right? Like I get excited seeing more of them. Um, I don't know how how did, how did you feel about these cutscenes? Yeah, like I thought they were fun. Uh, the champions each have really distinct personalities. Yeah, and for sure. We got to see a little bit more of that. My favorite one, uh, I guess, this is like story spoilers. If uh, anybody cares, is Daruk's. Yeah, because. So, you know, he's, like, this big macho yeah. guy, and then uh, in the cutscene, like, a bunch of Moblins are attacking something, yeah. and you can't see what it is, and Daruk, like, goes over, scares the Moblins off, and then when it's finally revealed what uh, the Moblins were attacking, it's a dog. It's like, well, you know, and Daruk. Daruk is terrified of dogs. It's really fun. It's, like, a fun character moment. So, you know, like, uh, yeah, it's, they're all enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I, I've only seen two of them at, at this point, uh, but the Mifas I, I liked a lot, if for no other reason than we get to see a baby Sidon. Yeah, it's super cute. Um, man, so, and he smiles so big, and, like, I don't know. I, Sidon is, I think, my favorite uh, character who's alive during the events of Breath of the Wild. Um, so, like, it's a fun little thrill to see that little, <laughs> to see him as a baby. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's also just cool to spend time with uh, any of these characters again because um, they're all really neat. Um, but so you've you've cleared all all four of these uh, 
the the champions trials um then something happens beyond that yeah so you uh after the champions trials you mm-hmm. go back to the shrine of resurrection and you when you put your sh- Sheikah Slate, I think that's what triggers it. But anyways, you go back to the Shrine of Resurrection. The Shrine of Resurrection here is like the Tatooine or the 1955 of uh, <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Yeah, absolutely. It's where everything happens. So because you uh, put your Sheikah Slate in and basically get in an elevator. What? And it goes down and takes you to a new Divine Beast. Cool. Which is, and it's honestly, I think, one of the better Divine Beasts to yeah. go through like it's it so does it function the way the other divine beasts do where like uh you get um the ability to like manipulate something on like the yeah. map screen okay cool. uh-huh and it has like the different um uh like sensors or whatever they call them yeah things that you get to activate yeah, yeah and then once you activate them all there's a boss fight and uh the boss fight is cool so i won't talk too much about that other than, than to say that it is really neat okay cool um and different from anything we've seen from the other uh, yeah. like wind blight ganon or uh-huh. whatever okay cool and uh yeah and then after going through that boss battle which is grueling in a way that none of the other ones are you you're rewarded with the motorcycle i can't remember exactly what it's called and it, and it functions as a um uh it it shows up as a uh, emblem. What do they call them? A rune or whatever in your Sheikah slate. Oh, okay. So you cool. can so you like use so that to summon it, summon it, it in, anywhere in, in the world. Master cycle zero. Yeah, the master. Si- of course, yeah. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue. The master cycle zero. Uh, and so it's kind of fun to just go through careening around Hyrule using that. Yeah, and so uh, but what once you are uh cruising around Hyrule with that, it you're kind of back in like. Breath of the Wild end game of like whatever you want it like there's there's nothing yeah yeah game to do over. with it yeah, yeah basically yeah um is it fun to drive the uh the motorcycle around yeah I think I've uh haven't done it a bunch because I think where it's going to be really fun I was just like going around like Hyrule Field and stuff yeah sure where I think it's gonna be really fun is getting to these like impossible locations like high up on a hill or something yeah yeah and summoning it there. You know, so you can do like cliff jumps or something. Right. Do a uh, little dirt biking. Yeah, down there. you yeah. can't summon it everywhere. Oh, so okay. there, or that's what it warns you. I don't know if that means like within inside shrines, or if it means right. you know like on top of mountains. I don't know. I haven't pushed the limits of what you can do with the Master Cycle Zero. Yeah, but it's it's a fun way to get around, <laughs> and like Link has Link looks awesome because he has like cool animations when you're like turning right. You know, like he'll like put a foot down a little bit and kind yeah, of like yeah, look yeah. at the camera. Like he looks dope. Um, well, and yeah, uh, I think we talked about this a little bit as well. But like the Link riding a motorcycle is something that we've seen in uh, Mario Kart uh, Eight and in Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Um, that like his uh, his cart is is a bike. It's like an Epona bike. Um, so I don't know. There, there's something that it seems like we've been leaning into this for a little while, and just to actually get it in Zelda um, is cool. Also, I like that it's a uh, it's like a a guardian um, motorcycle. Like it looks, it has the same sort of aesthetic as like the shrines and the divine beasts and the guardians. And yeah, because like, like in game, the story is that it comes from you know something that the uh, Sheikah created yeah yeah the Sheikah, yeah. yeah um yeah so it's a it's it's a cool looking thing uh it is a little weird that it's like a 
after you complete all these things, which also necessarily has to be done after you've beaten all the divine beasts, then you get like one more way to traverse the uh the landscape. But also like when you consider that there are 120 shrines yeah, in the base point. game and mm-hmm. uh the way I played, I had a lot of those before I went after Ganon. Right. You know, so Ganon was one of the last things I was doing, but that's just one way to play it. Yeah, yeah, you know? for sure. Well, and, you know, we talked in uh, the last episode about uh, other, like, add-ons or, you know, the the possibilities for future content for this game. And if, like, it's it's just funny to think that, like, as they develop more ideas and, like, more things to do in this world, that they may have to be like, oh, but the player has a motorcycle. Now. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's a fun, uh, like, overall, Champions Ballad is a really fun package. If for nothing else, like, it's more of what I liked about Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is shrines, you know, yeah. and uh, that it's if they kept releasing, you know, like ten dollar packs that have 50, right. a handful of shrines, I would keep buying it. Yeah, because it's cool and fun. I mean, I I found myself having fun uh, this afternoon. I turned it on and just to grab some of the the pieces of armor and. You know, all I'm doing is going to a place on a map and like just experiencing the world. Um, and you know, there there was one I, I had to go to the um, uh, there there's a a spring by um one of one of the the great fountains, like the fountain of wisdom or whatever, the one that's in fair on the um like kind of rainforest area. Uh, and there were a lot of Lizalfos around, and I was like, I'm gonna pop on the Lizalfos mask, um, so they don't bother me. Uh, well, I'm looking for where this this treasure chest is, and you know they they were they like looked uh the Lizalfos looked at me and then like kind of go back to what they're doing, and then one of them like walked up to me and like started <laughs> like first like sniffing around, but then you can tell like it starts talking to you. It's like rah, 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 rah. <laughs> and, and so like. I, you know, I, I thought it was cute. I thought it was funny. So I pulled out some meat and threw the meat on the ground. And he, like, got excited and, like, grabbed it up and, like, ate it and kept talking to me. I don't know. The, just the simple interactions uh, with the characters in this game and just existing in the world is so enjoyable that, like, any reason to go back in is a good reason. Yeah. And I think it just speaks to the how fantastic just, like, the core mechanics of this game are that they can continue to find new ways to use those basic mechanics to continue to like make fun new things for us to explore. Yeah, so what do you think's next? Do we do we have any any thoughts about what what could be next? What what space of Hyrule have we not explored? Like what what could the next are we going deep underwater? Are we flying up into the sky? It sounds like you're making avatar sequels. I am making avatar sequels. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there will be four new Breath of the Wild games. <laughs> I'll start working on them now, and I'll see you in a decade. No, do you? So, are you saying like for further DLCs, or? Yeah, I don't know. I f- I think Breath of the Wild is a very solid package mm-hmm. at this point. I would honestly like to see them put most of their efforts into whatever comes next. Uh, I will drink that, Mark. Let's close out our our uh, conversation here. And that'll do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, please remember to uh, rate and review and subscribe and all that good stuff. Uh, it helps us out a lot, and we like to see people write things about us. Yeah, we also just like to hear your feedback mm-hmm. and your thoughts on the show. Yep, 
Uh, and if you want to email those to us directly, that's fine too. We are, uh, you can email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at us for all the world to see. We are at Nincart Society. And the Facebook page is another place where for all the world to see. It's just called Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, if you like Market Minds Opinions, we do write about comic books on RecconPunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape at Betty. You can check out his music by going to apeatbetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thanks for listening. Hi, this is Michael. In an RPG like Dungeons and Dragons, you would roleplay as like a knight or a wizard. But on my podcast, Unaccompanied Minors, I get four of the funniest comedians I know to roleplay characters like Ava Santos, a 12-year-old who likes to knit, or Angela Thurman, an 11-year-old who has an orange belt in karate. They take on dragons, we take on the seventh grade. That's Unaccompanied Minors on What's a Creative. <laughs>